listening to KettleCast, a daily podcast where two consultants sit down with the purpose of providing listeners with valuable advice. Here at Kettle, we consider ourselves business-focused technology consultants. This is the leading principle for all offerings and guides what we do across all client engagements. It is our hope to provide practical ideas based off our wealth of experiences across all types of industries while providing some moderately entertaining stories and advice. Hey everyone, thanks for listening in. I'm Amanda, an analyst here at Kettle, and I'm here with Matt Leathers, our senior consultant. Today we are talking about hiring and staffing your IT team. Don't worry, this episode is not just for HR, it's for (laughs) job seekers and team leaders alike. Uh, Matt, take it away. Sure. Thanks, Amanda. So we're focusing on the, the cannabis aspect of hiring in technology and As the cannabis sector and the cannabis industry explodes in terms of growth, people talk about this green gold rush. And so in those situations, you have people who are profiteers at times who may not have the best interests at heart. And then you have people who are emphasizing and understand the wellness aspect and the social justice aspects of of the cannabis industry. And... In the IT and technology space, there's this question of cannabis organizations and cannabis companies know that technology is a differentiator in their business. It's either going to make or break their business. But what we see a lot of the times is organizations that maybe have not had a wealth of experience in technology, um, technology experts may enter that field and they may appear to be impressive but the fundamental question is, are you letting the right ones in or not? Um, there's a good vampire movie. I think it's on Hulu right now. Uh, it's called Let the Right Ones In. But the basic premise is these two children befriend each other, and a vampire can only enter your home if you let them in. And whether that is a good thing or a bad thing is entirely up to you. But you should be making the choice, and you should be choosing whether or not this person is the right person or the wrong person for you and your technology function at your cannabis company. So when we started one of our client experiences for a publicly traded cannabis company, um, our contract included me stepping in as the acting CIO, as the interim CIO, and all of the fun and joy that entailed. I was the third person and the third attempt at that role in about six months. And yet the two people who had failed prior were still in the organization. They're still around. And so there's this problem with getting rid of people, especially in the technology space, because once they're in, they're there. And why is that? Most of the time, a lot of the time, what you see is that technology resources and people, once they know your systems, Once they have administrative access to your servers, to your Salesforce accounts, to your QuickBooks implementation, there's a lot of mystery in that space. And you're trusting that person to manage and operate and architect those capabilities and systems with skill. But if they are not actually suited for you, then they could do more harm than they could do good. So we had, uh, you know, one of the, the individuals that was working for uh, this client when we started it was a desktop support technician. It's a pretty basic job. You fix, net, you fix the network, 
you fix laptops, you order laptops, you configure them, you try to make sure your people are being safe, you try to make sure that if somebody walks out the door with a tablet or if it's left in a car and stolen, that your client list isn't stolen with it. Pretty basic job. Well, we had a new hire who wanted to use a MacBook and they didn't want a Windows machine, they were gonna use a MacBook and I called the gentleman and said, look, I know that you are configuring a Windows machine for this person and that you're about to send them um, this Windows machine, but you don't need to do that because they're going to use a MacBook. And this person just lost their minds, got very belligerent, got angry, and told me that I did not care about the security or the organization. And the only way to secure that business is to use uh, Windows machines. He was talking to a uh, acting CIO who has run functions and consulted for some of the world's biggest companies with a MacBook. So he chose the wrong hill to die on, and he eventually did die on that hill because um, that was just the tip of the iceberg in terms of his behavior. So no sensitivity for the business, no sensitivity for engaging and understanding how we could actually be secure with MacBooks as well as Windows devices. And it really was content to complain about other people um, and their lack of, of security as a priority as opposed to simply practically focusing on how to make the operations and how, how to make the business better. Um, so, you know, how do you differentiate between somebody who may show well and have a really good technical background, but somebody who's actually going to break your business, particularly your cannabis organization or cannabis business, as opposed to help accelerate or make your business? So the first question we would ask, and we typically ask at Kettle, is what results have you delivered? Listen for money, listen for collaboration, listen for tangible improvements to the bottom line, either additional sales or efficiencies or lower risk by partnering with the business. Focus on teamwork, focus on collaboration. If you have somebody who's saying, me, 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 and I did this and I did that, and there's no mention of working with the business, that is a red flag. That is not somebody you want in your organization. Second point, what are the clear outcomes and what are the desired outcomes as written in your job description or your contract? Write out the top four or five things that you want this person to do because you're going to be assessing them against their ability to execute those actions. If you want to increase your sales and bring online commerce um, into your organization, whether it's a cultivation or a manufacturing facility, or even a supply chain organization, how do you do that? Have they done that? If you're asking them to do something they've never done before, then you're paying them to learn on the job. But even worse, if you are using platforms and tools that they have never used before, then that's going to be a bad fit. And there's a decent chance that when it doesn't work and they are struggling, they're going to blame the fact that you aren't using the tools that they know and love and without spending a lot of money on hardware and software, they can't get anything done. So for example, if your organization uses G Suite 
and Google Drive, Gmail, Sheets, Docs, things like that. If that's the core of a lot of your business operations and they have only used Microsoft Office or Office 365, what do you think is going to happen when you ask them to make your business more secure? They're going to recommend that you buy a bunch of Office 365 licenses. That may or may not be a good idea for your business, but it will be expensive. So again, asking them if their skills and their abilities align with the job description and the contract that you have written up. So you are choosing them based on a position of strength as opposed to a position of weakness. Finally, the third question we would ask is it it merges the first two. So what would your priorities be for our organization and how would we set those priorities in two to three at a time? If you're expecting this person to come in and start helping your business, um, either, again, fixing the network, fixing laptops, that should stabilize pretty quickly. But if you're trying to have them help you drive sales or introduce e-commerce or online platforms, then those are going to take a little more time. But how do you set those priorities so that at the end of 40 weeks, and realistically at the end of three months, you can look back and say, yes, we have gotten better as a business and we've achieved business results in a time frame that we found to be you know, mutually agreeable. So how would you do that? Because on day one, you don't want that person joining your organization saying, what do I do first? You want to be very clear with, here's the top two or three things I need you to work on and need to help me um, drive from a technology point of view to improve my business. Here's the outcomes and here's the um, expectations in terms of your skills and this job description. Again, it doesn't need to be several pages, just a page or two, two or three priorities for the first three months. Start with that. And if you can align on that, the chances are actually pretty good that you are letting the right one in and you're going to have a good working relationship. If you can't align on clear priorities, two or three, and make them very clear that they can help you achieve the outcomes that you specifically want, then you may not need to hire that resource in the first place, but you certainly shouldn't be hiring that person for that role. All right. Thanks, Matt. That's going to wrap us up for today. Um, As always, we encourage you guys to leave some questions on the episode page that will be linked in the show notes, and we'll see you next time.